Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you break out of old paradigms, ask the right questions in your search for deeper meaning for your life, and help you shift from a spiritual skeptic to a free thinker. Let's dive in with today's adventure. Hey everybody, in this podcast I want to talk about some of the emotional changes that I've gone through anyway with the spiritual awakening. I, I don't know if it's common for everybody to experience this, but again, this is my, my podcast and my story, so I just wanted to share how I've changed as I've gone through the spiritual awakening part, and maybe some of you can relate to that. This is all brought on just last night, actually. I, I was watching a Hallmark Christmas movie. Now, I never... I never watch I never watch a Hallmark Christmas movie by myself. My wife and I used to watch them. You know, we had it as a saved channel on the on the TV. And for some reason, when I turned it on, and I don't watch television that often, but when I turned it on, th- this Hallmark movie came on. And I started watching it and it was typical Hallmark Christmassy stuff. But I found myself tearing up and getting emotional watching the stupid Hallmark movie. And, you know, the end where they make up and they, you know, kiss and all that jazz. I was uh, I was kind of a mess. And <laughs> I kept thinking, I kept thinking, what the heck is wrong with me? And, you know, there's a lot going on, obviously, right now with my life. But, uh, you know, crying during a Hallmark movie was not something I, I expected to do. And believe me, uh, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you know, I grew up being emotionally hardened, I guess you could say. I was the oldest of seven children. I am the oldest of seven children. And I was always under pressure that I mostly put on myself to set the example, to, to be the best. Uh, you know, I was always straight-A student and president of this and that in high school and then uh, Boy State and then the Military Academy, West Point. And I was always very guarded emotionally and never showed emotion always uh, stayed calm. I mean, that was part of, you know, how to know how to react in terms of a, a crisis. But I never, never showed emotion. And although I've been fortunate never to have been in combat, I have seen men horribly injured, killed in training accidents. And I spent most of my life, uh, you know, when you're 22 years old and an airborne ranger, which is what I was, uh, you know, you think that you're bulletproof. And, uh, you just you just practice. You're around men who, who who don't show emotion for obvious reasons, and uh, I was in the mud most of the time. I was on armored vehicles and track vehicles, and I was a scout. And you just uh, you just keep everything inside and don't show anything. Um, so that's that's where I come from in terms of emotional availability. I guess I I don't get emotional about anything. But ever since this thing happened with with our son, our son passing, and then experiencing all these spiritual things, man, I get emotional about everything. I could see a pretty flower and get teared up. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on sometimes. You know, years ago, I was playing uh, tennis with my, my two boys. At that time, I think they were like 10 years old and 12 years old. And we were playing on a court in Herndon, Virginia. And we were batting the ball back and forth. And a cricket came bouncing across the tennis court in the court next to us was a Chinese couple, a man and a woman, older, and they were they were playing tennis also. Well, my son, the 10-year-old, being a 10-year-old, he saw the cricket, went out of his way to go over and stomp on it and kill it. 
And I didn't think anything of it, but the Chinese couple went berserk. And they came over and they started yelling in Chinese. I don't know what they were saying, but they were obviously not happy about it. And they scooped up the cricket and took it off somewhere. I don't know what they did. But, and shoot, I went to the the library. I was looking up, you know, what, what do crickets mean to Chinese people? I, I still don't know. But but what has happened to me in the past couple of years is I've come to understand that we're all connected. All life is connected. Everything has a consciousness that has life. And so not just human people, but birds and animals and plants and insects. And so I find myself, even in the house, if I come across, well, I don't really come across too much in the house, but if I see an insect, I will go out of my way usually to try and get it outside or not kill it. Whereas before, man, I just smacked that sucker and that was the end of it. There are, however, a few exceptions to this I won't kill insects thing. Lest you think I'm like uh, St. Francis of Assisi or something where I won't kill any living thing. I'm not crazy about ants or spiders. <laughs> so if I see an ant, you know, I used to be a scout, right? So I know when I see one ant, that little sucker's out doing a scouting mission. And the next day, if you let him go, there's going to be 10 ants. And the day behind that, there'll be a gazillion ants. So if I see an ant in the house, uh, his, his days are numbered. And if I see a spider, kind of the same thing. So I generally just say... I mean, I appreciate that they're living things, but, but you know, God, they're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and sorry about that. <laughs> so, that's my that's my approach to a lot of things, insect-wise. But I am aware of the whole overall consciousness. So, I've I've changed in that regard to where I I, I think of everything now as connected, and I just I just wish I could. Well, I don't wish I could not be emotional. I'm I'm happy to have that. That happened, I guess. The whole thing with my wife that's going on right now is, you know, she's still in life support in the hospital. And they've uh, they've told me that it's probably time to remove her from life support so she won't continue to suffer. So I'm trying to deal with that decision, which is extremely, extremely um, difficult. I will say, however, that, again, the spiritual journey that I've been on has caused me to meditate and pray about this decision quite a bit. And I have not arrived at a decision, but I, I did just hear the inner voice within me speaking. Some spiritual books refer to it as our inner being. But but I did hear a voice basically telling me that there's no rush to make this decision. I was trying to make the decision quickly because I don't want her to suffer, suffering longer. But this voice told me that there is no no rush to make this happen and that I'll know when the time is right. And so my anxiety over that has decreased tremendously. So that, that was the main thing I wanted to share in this podcast, basically just the emotional part of it and how that has changed for me to where I, I now, like I said, cry <laughs> cry during cried during Hallmark movies and uh, and I'm staying away from The Notebook for crying out loud. I've never seen it, but I'm not going to watch that. Anyway, that that's all I have for this, this uh, short podcast. Thank you for now. Bye. Well, that wraps up things for today. Can you do me a favor? Can you hit the subscribe button wherever you download this podcast? That way, you'll never miss an episode. And even more importantly, can you leave a review? On most phones, you just need to scroll down below the episodes and you'll see the review options. Both things will help other seekers, such as yourself, find this podcast more easily. 
And that's what I'm looking for. More awesome people like you. So thank you until next time. Bye-bye.